If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Hi there, and welcome to Oaktown Boys, Season 3, Episode 12. Um, One of our better weeks in recent memory, honestly, which is not saying much, to be fair, but it's true. Absolutely it was a very true. exciting we, week. We won a series, we almost swept a series. I mean, we, we were both just talking about how we were sure we were going to sweep. Yeah, it was a I very was like, strange feeling for us A's fans this season to believe that victory was in our grasp yeah i thought we were going to win today i thought we were going to win today i was like pretty sure we were going to win today which is crazy it's crazy feeling i don't know if i don't know the last time i like felt like that i was like very shocked when 2020 (laughs) yeah i guess i guess 2020 that's true yeah i I don't know if i I don't know if i'd call myself confident in 2020 well parts Parts of 2021. We did win but, like 13 games in a row. So going into that sure, man, today. It felt, even that felt kind of not real. But it did, it, yeah, that's true. It was awesome though. It was extremely awesome. Remember we like Probably. lost a bunch and then we won a bunch? Yeah, we lost six games now. to start the season, I think. I think mm-hmm. seven of eight. That was fun. Yeah. That was fake skies <laughs> falling, and now we have the real skies falling. Yes, absolutely. This, well, I mean, now it's a disaster. It's like, well, I mean, I don't, yeah, skies falling feels like a 
gross understatement at this point. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like after, like post-apocalyptic, we're like post-apocalyptic Oakland right now. Oakland baseball, at least. Or something. Mid-apocalypse. That's the end of May. Today today is May 31st. The A's have played two calendar months of the season. And man, have Uh, they been ugly. Yeah, approximately one-third of the way done. And it's been terrible. Not that many wins to speak of. No. I was expecting we would have more wins than we do at this point. We'll check in. We've got 12 wins, 46 losses, 24 and a half games behind the Rangers at 35 and 20. 21 and a half games back of the wild card. I mean, Negative. not out of it yet, technically. No, there's still time. <laughs> Negative 195 run differential. That is, that's the thing that's concerning. You know, definitely. The next, <laughs> the next worst is the Royals. That's negative seventy. Mm. And then which Colorado, is also, which is also bad. Negative seventy is really bad too. You know, but that's like we're so much worse than that. Oh, I take it back. Detroit negative fifty six. Chicago and Colorado negative fifty five. The White Sox or the Cubs? White Sox. The, the White Sox. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the White Sox, I don't know. I drafted Tim Anderson high, and he's been really bad most of the year. But he's kind of he's been better recently. He was hurt. I think he was hurt for a little bit. But the White Sox, oof. Who's managing them? Griffo? Some Somebody? Pedro Griffo? It's just interesting. It, they were, like, supposed to be a juggernaut, right? And it all fell yeah. apart so quickly. And, like, well, nothing's have... really changed. They've had a couple well, injuries. I mean... They did what's it called? They tried the Tony Russo thing, right? And that was horrible. Right. So that's they probably set, honestly they probably set themselves back a while. Yeah, I guess especially by making that higher. Because right. um, yeah, I mean, you wonder if it just didn't. Nah, I don't know. Weird. It was a weird choice. It seemed like a weird choice at the time. Has turned out to actually be a weird choice that didn't didn't benefit them in any way. Yep. Kind of um, kind of makes me happy that they've taken a step back. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean. Anyways, so quick recap of our last week of action. The Mariners finished the A's off with a four-game sweep of the day after we spoke to you last. Yep. Then Houston swept the A's in Oakland. Yep. And that was typical Houston BS. Some Jordan Alvarez bombs and... Jose Abreu sprinting around the bases. Those games were the games were ugly, man. And yeah, the Astros social media team got a lot of flack. That's right, because they're being mean, mean, mean. Days, they were being man. kind of mean. They were being kind of mean for sure. Um, I also just think it's funny how Astros fans, and this isn't coming from a place of sympathy necessarily, but I do think it's interesting. Astros fans seem to be paying a higher price for being Astros fans than the Astros players that cheated did on, you know, because I mean, it is like, it's, it's the backlash against Astros fans is deservedly harsh every single time, but it seems like the players, like Jose Otube, it seems like he's chilling, you know, which like frustrates me. I mean, he keeps winning rings, so 
I guess he's only won one somehow, technically. No, two. Two. Whatever. Asterisk. Um, but yeah, so the tweet, <laughs> the tweet we're talking about when the, the Astros scored 10 runs in the second game of the series, and the Astros mm-hmm. tweeted 10 runs in front of 10 fans. Yeah. And then everyone was like, wow, low blow, basically. Which it is. It was a low blow. You know, because it's like, you know, I just. And then you tweeted about this, like, nice, clever, we're proud to be A's fans tweet. And this <laughs> this random guy goes, still the worst <laughs> team in baseball. Yeah, I, that's, those are the things, like, he was bullying me a little bit on Twitter, man. <laughs> he was. The he key. was being mean. Freaking Shabaka. He, <laughs> he was being mean. He's being mean to me. And the Astros uh, were mean to the A's. Oh, that was game three. Game three against the Astros. Ten to one. Or finale. And then some good news. The A's won a game against the Braves. They totally did. Uh, which was kind of, was extremely unexpected. I was expecting to get smacked by the Braves, to be entirely honest. Totally. We we got more hits than them, less errors and everything. Um, I think for me, the big moment, Obviously, Noda had a big three-run home run. That was mm-hmm. huge. Um, but probably the biggest part was Lucas Ersig with three perfect innings, striking out four. The dude is looking pretty legit, honestly. He's it been one of the most, yeah, most dominant arms we've had all season, for sure. Which, again, it's, it's interesting. It's like some of these quantifiers almost feel like insults to these guys sometimes. But he's been, he's been pretty good. I mean, he's up there with Mason Miller in terms of stuff, right? That's what that's yes. what we're seeing. Definitely, I agree with that for sure. So yeah, another this um, was another example of Ruiz with his clutch hidden getting on base. Uh, Noda also with his on base skills and ability to hit a big big fly. I... Soriano, oh Bride, and this was Bride making his. Um, debut for the season he got two hits mm-hmm. and then in game yeah, i mean two, and and the ryan nota bomb was a bomb you know he's he hits majestic home runs and i have i got love for people that are hitting majestic home runs and he plays himself a pretty good first base i like the kid we love him. yeah him him and Ruiz at the top nothing wrong yeah. with that my one of my concerns about Ruiz, the batting average is pretty good. His OPS is just so low. He does. He gets yeah. on base a lot with the ground balls, and it's you know it's a little worrisome. Like what if, what if his BABIP goes down? <laughs> yeah. And then which, he which it get feels on like it, as much. it feels sustainable in a way because he's so fast. You know, so as long yes. as he stays as fast as he is, which is you know going to be a while. But you just want a little bit more pop, either a little bit of a more discerning eye or a little bit more pop, neither of which are like completely out of the realm of possibility. So I think it's really? you know, there's a road forward for sure. But anyway, actually going into my moment of the week. Yeah, sure. Oh, I guess we did what we lost. We lost. We lost. We lost today. We lost, we today, lost today. We had a chance to sweep and we lost. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Dan. Um, 
Brian Oda. Brian Oda is my moment of the week. Like, collectively. Um, last seven days, he is, his OPS is 1064. Two homers, two doubles. Um, he is walking a little bit less recently than he has been over the course of the season. But I think it's also been kind of, there's been a shift towards like being a little bit more aggressive seemingly yeah, and like swinging at balls. Um, and I think he'll probably settle into like some sort of middle ground between the two, you know, some sort of like reasonable middle ground, but I'm not mad at the shift in approach, honestly, because it's producing results. You know I mean? He's, he hits the ball pretty hard when he hits it and it looks so easy. You know, like when he really gets a hold of one, it's like he's chilling, you know, but he, crushes he does it. make it look very easy. He's tied. He's basically tied with Brent Rooker for uh, average exit velocity, I believe. So, yeah, those boys are hitting the ball hard and it's coming through in the numbers. His bad for the last seven days is 455. Awesome. So just hitting the ball hard and hitting it where they are not. 971 OPS last seven days. Yeah, surprisingly, just the one walk in the last week. Yeah, but, you know, putting a lot of balls in play. So it's kind of like the it's, it, the the walk to strikeout rate is, what is it, 1 to 10, right? Yep. Um, one, a little one to weird. weird for him, but also just a week and a productive week at that. So. We're not, I'm not going to split hairs about the one thing he didn't dominate at this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I mean, also, it's kind of like this coincides kind of nicely with Aguilar getting, I mean, Aguilar is having a pretty good year, and I wouldn't be super surprised if he catches on with a contender at some point, because he was looking fine. But it just, we got to give Ryan Oda. Yeah. We got to give Ryan Oda those at-bats. You know, there's just like no way that Jesus Aguilar needs to be taking these at-bats at this point. It's a sensible move, I think. My moment of the week is about uh, Jonah Bright making his return to the A's and making an immediate impact. The A's went on to win the first series that he was around for. He got a game-winning walk-off ball put in play, whatever you want to call it. It was an error on the Braves, but uh, came up clutch, put the ball in play when the A's needed it, and won the game in the bottom of the ninth. And um, yeah, honorable mention to Nick Allen for trying to single-handedly douse him with a water <laughs> Gatorade barrel. And he just, like, failed totally miserably. Just barely dinked him with some water. And Jonah just, like, turned around like, what was that? <laughs> he did try, though. It was a very solid effort. You know, that's a big thing to pick up for a Yeah, why well, was no one helping? Side. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yes. Um. Austin Pruitt had a nice one and two-thirds innings pitched in that game. J.P. Sears held it down again. Uh, let's talk Let's talk about J.P. Sears. He was electric throughout the month of May. He pitched six times. He had a 2.94 ERA. He, of course, didn't get any wins. 0-1 on the month. But he pitched 33 innings, gave up 27 hits. 11 earned runs, 5 walks, 27 strikeouts, less than 1 on the whip, 0. 0.951, 7.2 strikeouts per 9, 5.4 strikeouts per walk. He's been great. 
He's been really good, and he was not particularly good to start the season, but it was apparent that he could succeed. Like, he wasn't walking a lot of dudes like the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, he has the same num- pretty much the same number of walks and strikeouts that he did to start the season in his first five games. Just- yeah, man, I love the whip under one over the month. I love that. Me too. You know? And that's what it's all we're really looking for. And I mean, yeah, I mean, the, I guess that, that mostly is born of, yeah, it's just, God, you just, I love people. I love pitchers that don't walk people. And the guy is not walking that many people. Love to see it. Absolutely. It's a little reminiscent of um, what he showed when he was on the Yankees. He had a really good start to his career. Mm-hmm. Like, a, yeah, the, and, and like, a, was it like a good September? And then a good next year or two. Yeah, something along those lines. I somehow got lost on baseball reference. But as of right now, he's our ace. <laughs> I think that yeah. it's safe to say. Definitely. And he's, you know, it looks pretty sustainable. You know, he look, like he, he's not looking, it's not looking silly. You know, he's not getting, he doesn't look like he's getting, like, extremely lucky. He just looks like he's pitching well, which is awesome. Yeah. I I think I remember us kind of not even putting him in the rotation to start the year, maybe barely making the, the five spot. We, right now, he's the dude. We may have been a little low on J.P. Sears. Please forgive me. And yeah, he, and I mean, we we were also real high on some of these other guys, and they have not quite um, proven to be deserving of that either. So I don't know if we had a real good feel about the pitching staff coming into the year, Corey. <laughs> it's true. So for the Yankees, he mostly pitched out of relief for seven games uh, in 2022. He started two games though. But for 22 innings, he had an ERA plus of 193. So, whip of 0.864. Yeah, that's so pretty good. It's just kind of the guy that we traded for. It's always nice to yeah. see. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we have had a history of actually doing some pretty solid talent identification in trades when people kind of railed, railed us a little bit for our return. So, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. You know, I mean, I don't think anybody thought Chris Bassett was going to be as good as Chris Bassett was when we traded for him. So. True that. Or, so, Dan, you know, off the. Marcus Simeon. Or Marcus Simeon, who's maybe like the best player in baseball right now. Um, if I had to ask you who were the top five war leaders on the team, who would you guess? Top five war leaders. I'm going to go Brent Rooker in no order, right? You can try and get it in order, but no, it doesn't have to be in order. I No pitchers okay. involved in the top five, by the way. Oh, gosh. Okay, so let's see here. Oh, wait, no, I take that back. One pitcher. One pitcher. Um, Brent Rooker. Ryan Noda. Um, Esri Ruiz, 
All over one. Um, this is where it gets tricky. Jace Peterson? No. Okay. No offense, but terrible guess. I mean, I know he's good on defense sometimes, though. So. He does. He does have. He does have decent war on defense, surprisingly. Um. JP Sears. No, nope, but close. He's he's the second best starting pitcher. Let me see here. Carlos Perez? He's tied for fifth. Okay. Uh, Ramon? He's technically sixth. So you're missing one starter and one reliever. Awesome Brewett? No. Good. Good. All right. I don't one know. More, one more. Okay. So Mason Miller, point six. Oh sh- Oh wow! Really? And Zach Jackson, point four. Oh, how did I? Th- how did I forget Zach Jackson? That's such an obvious answer. Um, what are what is everyone at respectively? Is Rooker one? So yeah, Rooker's got one point three. Notice. Okay. I guess it really depends which website I'm looking at. I will say that much. Uh, so now I'm looking at baseball reference, but 1.3 for Rooker, 1.3 for Noda, 1.1 for Ramon on here, oh. 0.9 for J.P. Sears, 0.6 for Perez. Okay, so I'm, now I'm flip-flopping. But if I were looking at fan graphs, 1.4 for Noda, 1.3 for Rooker, 1.1 for Ruiz, 0.6 Miller, 0.4 Perez slash Jackson. Murderer's Row in Oakland right now. Carlos Perez. Carlos Perez has been solid. <laughs> He's number three in Murderer's Row. Or maybe four. I, maybe a cleanup hitter. I am very genuinely surprised by Carlos Perez's performance, and I don't think I'm the only one. You're not, because I am too. So who is our all-star? That's the question. Um, seems kind of like a long shot that we'll get a position player. Yeah, I mean, unless I unless feel like, Rooker wants unless Rooker wants to go on another like three week tear. Unless Rooker know? wants to do some more otherworldly stuff, or I could see a world where like Ruiz has stolen seventy bags by the All Star break, you know, and they're just like this guy needs to be on the team. But beyond that, especially I if mean, he is hitting like, especially if he's hitting like two eighty five and still playing pretty good defense in center, then he's an option, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, Rooker, I'm concerned. I have concerns about the longevity of like if he's going to do what he did again, you know. Like I wonder if we've seen the best stretch of. Rooker's season already. It's quite possible, but I have hope. It's nice to see him at least get to like the 25 home run mark. 
At well, he's point. also. I mean, it's not like he's. The, I mean, he hasn't homered in a while. I'm sure he's also not seeing very favorable offerings currently. Um. So that's probably part of it too. But yeah, I mean, I would be. It would be nice to see him. It'd be nice to see him homer again. I feel like it's been a while since he's homered. It's been a while. He's stuck on 11. He's nowhere near the league lead anymore. No. So if it's none of those, I mean, who else could it be? It's got to be It's gonna be somebody. Yeah, I mean, we got to get someone. J.P. Sears, maybe. I mean, I think Ruiz is probably a good option. Um, JBC and obviously, yes, JBC is a great option if JBC keeps pitching like this, you know. If Lucas if he, if he, if, keeps pitching like this, I guess maybe him. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's Digging true. deep. Digging deep over here. Or I guess also, I mean, like, you know, Zach Jackson. If Zach Jackson keeps pitching well. He's all injured, though. Oh, that's true. Let's just send Ramon just for the heck of it. He's like our. Longest tenure day. We should send Jace Peterson as a troll job. <laughs> no, uh, Carlos Perez, final answer. Carlos Perez, Carlos Perez might be our best player, you know. <laughs> For his expected value compared to what he's doing, yes. he's definitely our yeah. best. Yeah, you know what? And you know who we haven't even seen yet? Manny Pena. That's right. Manny Pena. He's going to tear the cover off Pena. the ball. We don't even know what he has in the tank. That's the that's the uh, that's the secret weapon for our second half run. That's what people aren't considering yet that we haven't even we haven't even busted Carlos Perez out on them yet. He's on the bench. We're doing everything that we're doing, and you guys haven't even seen Carlos Perez yet. <laughs> you okay. thought our offense was scary right now. For the random look back, you sent me Jamal Weeks. Yes, I did. Right. How long did it take you to figure that out? Um, like a minute. Yeah, I wasn't. He's, you know, I I seem to remember that first season being like better than that, but you know. I think he had like an electric month, and then he really slowed down. I suppose we could answer this question. I, I love Jamal Weeks though. Well, I Me loved too. him for a period of time. I can. And then you remember that game that he homered from both sides of the plate, and then it was like that was that was like the straw that, <laughs> that broke the back for him. Yeah. His approach like fully p- fell apart after that. I do. Okay. That's also reminds me. Also reminds me of Ricky Weeks, who I had kind of forgotten about, and was his brother, correct? That's right. So interestingly enough, he had a really good June, which was his debut month, and then a really good September slash October, but the July and August in the middle weren't that great. Weird. So that's how it went I mean, down. I guess maybe not that weird. And yeah, then the infamous, the infamous two Homer game that he never recovered from. I think that was against Baltimore for some reason. Uh, but yeah, I distinctly remember we went to a game together and I bought a Jamal Weeks jersey shirt at this, this team store at the stadium. Absolutely. Good I remember that as well. 
Yeah, we gotta start. I was following him on Instagram Live or on Instagram for a long time. He seems to be very active in the community, so good for him. He reminds me a little bit of like a kind of a to take a to make a Kings comparison, kind of like Ben McLemore. Like I liked him, and I kind of followed him for a long time, but he never really turned out to be as good as I thought. (laughs) Didn't work out for anybody. Um, okay, well, what is the coolest thing you saw in baseball this week? Uh, a classic, the Trout-Otani combination. They combined for three home runs today, which, I don't know, combined went like 1,200 feet, if not more. Yeah, Pretty I saw that. They, yeah, did you see that like, the, the stat cast, they were still super far, but the stat cast made them like incredibly far? Yeah, and the, yeah, they re redid those numbers. But still, it is cra- they were a crazy amount of different. They're probably over 1,500 feet, I would say. Total distance, pretty easily. Yep. Let's see. For, oh, 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 oh. Mike Trout crushed a 461-foot shot. Okay. And then Otani... Did 425 followed by 459 in back-to-back innings. Yep, that'll get you over. That'll get you over 1300. Yeah, just bombs. A bit of Mike Trout bombs are fun and all, but they're not nearly as cool as Shohei Otani bombs. He just like he gets his whole body into it, man. It's so sick. And they lightweight look like pop-ups, but then you see where they land, and it's like, oh. I just have never really seen anyone hit the ball like that before. That's why I didn't think exactly. it was going to go there. Um, mine, speaking of impressive people, impressive home run hitters, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge had a game with two homers and a very impressive home run robbery. Um, so, you know what I mean? That's like three home run involvements in the same game, which is like kind of intense. And he's got 11 homers in his last 15 games. So he is, wow. and he's right on, he's literally exactly on pace with his home run pace last year. Yep. So he's great. He's great. The Yankees are lucky to have held on to him because I think he's going to be pretty intense for quite a yeah. while. Thank God he's not a giant. That would have been so Absolutely, terrible. That would have been terrible. It would have, that's one of the only things that could have made this season worse. If he and Carlos Correa had both gone there, you know, <laughs> oh my God. Although, if Carlos Gray had gone there to stink, it would have been fun. That's true. That would have been, been funny. That is, that is what he's done. So, um, fantasy face-off this week. This one was a close one. Very close. It came down to today. We both Our pitchers were going today. Um, I had Braxton Garrett. He pitched fine. He got me 30.1 points today, I think. And um, I had Rowdy Telez for 7.8. Total of 37.9. Not a, not a big number. And then you had Christopher Morrell for 5.2 and Zach Eflin for 33.1 for 38.3. So you edged me out there. Very close week, though. Zach Eflin, also on my fantasy team. Helping my fantasy. Well, not this. My fantasy team's getting cooked this week. But in general, he's pitching very well. He had like a weird game where he. But seven shutout innings, but no strikeouts. And we're in a league where strikeouts are super important. So that was like a weirdly not very valuable game. Other than that, his last like five, six starts have been great. Um, so, yeah, it was a good pick. Um, who you got this week? I'll pick our boy, Estuary Ruiz. And 
Uh, ben Lively, who is a player we'll talk a little bit more about in a second as the pitcher. Cool. And I'm going to do Kyle Schwarber and Jose Barrios. Kyle Schwarber, I think his average is pretty low, but when he makes contact, it's seemingly always a home run. So I just need a couple of those to have a pretty good week. Yes, very low. <laughs> very low average. Um, and Barrios has been better. I feel like he was struggling for like a kind of a while, like maybe a couple seasons. But he seems to have found a little bit of something in Toronto. So I'm going to ride with him. I streamed him. He did pretty well. So I'm going to stream him in this also. I like it. Uh, so to start things off for possible additions in fantasy, we'll start with that guy. I mentioned Ben Lively. I don't know much about him, but he seems very interesting. He's 31 years old. Um, over his last three outings, 2.08 ERA, 0.92 whip, 22 to 5 strikeouts to walks, 17 innings. So, yeah, I like the way that all sounds. He's gotten over 30 points in each of his last outings. I'm going to ride with him tomorrow. He's kind of been all over. He was a, he was a, he was in Philly. And he was a royal, and now he's a uh, now he's a red. But yeah, he's pitching well. Um, sweet. I think that's good. He generated twenty six called or swinging strikes among his eighty seven nice. pitches. Fourth round pick in twenty thirteen. Yep. By the Reds, actually. So, back where it all started for someone him. to keep an eye on. That'd be a fun little breakout story. Yeah, and then who else we got? Oh, man, Logan Allen. Logan Allen started my fantasy week off very poorly. He had a great game. He was going against you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gone over five and two-thirds each of his last outings. Um, he's been going pretty deep in most of his games in general. He got 10 strikeouts over seven against Baltimore a couple days ago. That's a 52.5 point outing yeah and he's that's not only... what you want to see going against you that's not what you want to see going against you on monday of a fantasy matchup no 35 percent rostered definitely a good option for streamers matt, matt mclean is a hot name i have not bitten the bullet just because i personally don't need a shortstop he sees he's hitting the cover off the ball though he's oh, hitting yeah, he, extremely well him and the Reds have a few dudes that are new mm-hmm. to me that are hitting the cover off the ball. Spencer Steer, homework for me today. Spencer Steer, there's, that's the name. Yep. The Reds could be getting interesting. That'd be fun. It's been a while. They have some young dudes, you know, which is like, it's a good way to start, for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about Elie De La Cruz a little bit last week, and he... He hit. He did say he hit like another. He hit another ball like 117 miles an hour or something. So he's uh, the Reds definitely have some dudes. They seem to have either drafted or internationally signed very well recently. So you know, it'd be good. The Reds have. It's been a minute since the Reds were good. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Me too. A couple other names. Uh, Zach McKinstry's hot as heck right now. He's 54% rostered somehow, but 
Very versatile, second, third, short, and outfield, and just a hottie patati. Ranked number six overall in the last last week. Yeah, and plays like almost every position except catcher, right? Yep, well, just not first, not first, not catcher. Mm. Jack Sawinski's hot also. Jack Sawinski, Jack Sawinski, I think he has maybe four multi-homer games now this year. Wow, he's only eighteen uh, percent rostered, and he is—he's having a good year. You know, I mean, he's one of those guys. I think he'll probably when he's—it's a little feast or famine, but when it's feast, he gets you like forty points. You know, so if it happens, even if it happens once a week, that's kind of worth it. But it, God forbid, it happens twice a week. You know. Yeah, he actually has thirty homers through one hundred and fifty-one career games, so totally on pace for thirty homers at least. Yeah, and he's, you know, he seems to, he's got a pretty good eye, walks some, steals some bags. So that Pirates lineup, the Pirates lineup is interesting. I think they're not quite there yet, but they're, they're, they've figured, they found some pieces, I think, that are going to help them be a little bit better. I like, I like him. I like Bay. Yes, I like Bay too. Um, let's see here. Um, Luke Rayleigh. Luke Rayleigh continues to just kind of produce pretty well. And I'm having, I'm personally having kind of a hard time finding first baseman. So I think I'm probably going to be picking him up here pretty soon because he only faces righties and there's a lot of righties in the league and that's a very good lineup. And he's first out, first base outfield eligible. So I think it's probably pretty easy to find good matchups for him and slot him in. And last but not least, um, sticking with a little bit of a theme here, we have another Ray. Jose Siri. Jose Siri is 17% rostered and seems to pretty well alternate at least home ring and stealing a bag. So if you need an outfielder, he's 17% owned. So Jose Siri is probably out there, can get you some pop, can probably get you a couple bags too. It's a good call. Very good call. Um, how are we looking going forward? Um, June, June, baby. We got Lou Gehrig Day. Nice. Friday. Off day tomorrow. Uh, But Marlins, playing the Marlins in Miami, playing the Pirates in Pittsburgh, playing the Brewers in Milwaukee. So that's going to be an interesting two weeks or week and a half. I feel like like there are some winnable games in there. And also just kind of fun, you know, teams we don't have a history of playing a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. Pirates should be fun. Um, Marlins, eh, kind of. Marlins yeah, the and Brewers, I'm not, the teams I'm not that excited to see, but the Pirates I am, I think. And, you know, I think they have cooled a little bit. They're not quite as good. They're not quite as absolutely on fire as they were at the beginning of the year. I mean, hopefully the boys the Marlins... are thinking, like, we just beat the Braves, we can beat everybody. So yeah, I mean, you're just going to go out there really, and beat everybody. I mean, you're starting the process a little bit late, unfortunately. But the plan is to just win series. You know, I mean, yeah, you want to win. You want to go on 15 game win streaks whenever you can. But really, like the long term goal is just to win two out of three. You know, so if they can get in the habit of winning two out of three, even if they're starting a little bit late in the season, I think it would be good progress to make. You know, a good foundation to lay for some of these young dudes. Indeed. 
And uh, let's see, June 13th is coming up. If it is can, indeed. If you can, you should totally get out to the game for the reverse boycott. I reverse I that boycott. Do a better job spreading the word myself. Need to see if my dad will go and people like that. I did. I put Oaktown boys down for uh, 10 shirts, I think. 10 cell shirts. So mm-hmm. we donated to the cause. Uh, but yeah, sadly, we're going to be busy. It's, June's a crazy month for us. But it would be. It is indeed. It would be nice to be there. Yeah, it would be nice to be closer. But, um, you know. What else has happened? They released some renderings that are like clearly garbage renderings for for a possible Las Vegas ballpark. That was yeah, they're pretty bad. They don't it's really make a lot of like sense. Just the Coliseum with some, some stuff photoshopped in the background. And it's huge. Like, there's no way that would fit on nine acres. No, no. It feels a lot of this feels like so preposterous. It's crazy. But I think we're coming up against some deadline soon. I, we'll see what happens with that. But we're not super confident. The A's are moving yet. No. Well, I haven't seen the. There was. Did you hear that the? It was the head of the Vegas moving committee or something. They said, like, even if it doesn't work in Vegas, they'll look at other cities. But also, like, who's going to take you if it doesn't work in Vegas? Like, at a certain point, it's like, you got to just come back to Oakland. You got to just take the L and come back to Oakland. You know, like, nobody Which else wants you. would be a you. W. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> take the W that, for some reason, you feel is an L. Just yeah. come back to Oakland, baby. Yeah, we're like, somehow, we still like you. Well, we still like the. We'll, we will still. We will still consume the product, even though you have like been super mean. Yeah. Isn't that worth something? I say yes. Uh, I agree. Um. Alrighty. So well, what else do we it. got? I think that's, that's a wrap it. for for episode twelve. And a pretty good week overall. One of the better weeks in recent memory. I will say. Let's go and win another series. That's fun. I like it. I like winning series. It's fun. It, it makes it you. It's easier to. You don't have to find silver linings when you win the series. You just win the series. You just that's it. That's your lining. Whatever color you want it to be. Green and gold, baby. Green and gold. Green and gold. Alrighty. Well, uh, we will talk to you next week. And in the meantime, go A's. Go A's. Sell the team. Sell the team, John.